I wish that you had seen the ending so that I could talk about that too. But she ends up cool. in a very I'll, good I'll, place. I'll, 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 I'll get around to it. I wasn't um, meaning to also like on that either. <laughs> but she ends uh, up yeah, in a very I, 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 like. I don't. Um, I don't sense of I would never assume that from you. No, I also, I like, don't pun anymore. Puns are punted out the door. Okay, I finished my ice cream. Let's so, start the episode. No, fine. <laughs> Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. And I'm Ezra Blue Ward, because I guess I introduced myself yeah, now. Still. Um, so, um, hi, guys. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, welcome to part two of our anniversary special. Uh, this is really exciting. And we're here to talk about. Uh, wait, hold on. I, I've been hearing a knock on the door. Yes, come in. Oh, it's me, Paul McCartney. Hello, guys. What's going on over here? What you doing, recording a podcast? I'm not going to engage you with record, this. You're recording a podcast? Oh, 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 hello, Ezra. How are you doing? Both of us rated Abby Road poorly, so I don't know why you feel like you can just stomp on in here again. (laughs) Okay, Paul, like, uh, we'll hear from you, like, uh, just stay in the corner. Um, Here, I I got you this dunce cap. Um, So just stay in the corner and uh, with that dunce cap and we'll we'll call you when we need you. Um, So, yeah, um, today we're talking about... um, Please, please me by the Beals. Wait, we have to do it together. Please, please, please me. me. Please, Dad. Please, Daddy. What is this, a Beyonce record? So, like, I know that it's like uh, the two different meanings of please, like, um, like saying please me, but asking please. But uh, when I first read this title, I was thinking like, Please, please, like, please, please, sir. Me. Please, sir. May you please, please no, me. No, not even like, um, may you please me, but like, that both of them are like, meaning like, like asking please. And so it's like, please, please, me, like, pick me type of thing. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, but, but before we get into like um, the actual like album, I just want to like go back in the time machine a little bit, little bit and like read uh, one of the first emails we received for about the show. Like one of our one of the first pieces yeah, of fan mail that. we got. Oh, af- yeah. Yeah. After after doing our second episode, uh, a very lovely fan named Maddie. I actually know Maddie a little bit. Not that well, but like I, I've met her before. She's really sweet and kind and super funny. Um, but like she wrote this really thoughtful, kind and like informative email about the Beatles. And like I'll just like um, 
So, like, um, if you have any, like, points, like, feel free to, like, interrupt me and, like, we could, like, kind of... I condensed the email just a teeny bit, um, but, like, feel free to, like, interrupt me with, like, points or, like, thoughts or whatever. So, here we go. Hey, Andrew and Ezra. Andrew, you know me, right? It's me, Maddie Ford. Smiley face. Hope you are well. It's like a U with, like, a... Just a letter U. It's an U. We love you and are proud of you. <laughs> we love you and are proud of you. Ezra, I hope to meet you, and I'm sure I'll love you too. First off, congrats on the podcast. What a great concept. Honestly, it's right up my alley. I love listening to new music and getting to know people better. To introduce myself, I'm a big-ish fan of the Beatles, and by big... By um, that, I mean I listen to them a lot and like their stuff, but I also know that there are more bigger fans who know more about them than me. So I just want to share what I do know in regards to what I've listened to in the second episode. One thing I think you would be find interesting as comedians, debatable, is that they had movies. I'm pretty sure the Yellow Submarine movie was this animated movie that gave kids nightmares because of the big blue meanie was very disturbing. I haven't seen it myself. The only movie I've seen of the Beatles was called A Hard Day's Night, titled from one of their early albums. It came out during the height of Beatlemania, so they're young and had those Beatles haircuts. It's pretty much about them adjusting to fame. And in one scene, the band is opening fan mail. And a mailman brings in a little bundle of letters for George and a little bundle for Paul and a bundle for John. And they all look at Ringo and go, Oh, Ringo didn't get anything. Don't be sad. It's probably because of your nose. Because Ringo had this big, goofy-looking nose, and he just sits there and shrugs, kind of like a kick puppy, Aww. accepting his big nosedness. Then the mailman comes with this big sack of letters and drops it in from for Ringo. And these are for you, says the mailman. And they all gawk at it, and Ringo smiles super big. And so true, Ringo was the real favorite with a lot of fans. He just seems like the kid they let on the team because he was dying, but he was also one of the most popular. And the rest of the band really gave him a lot of flack, too. In the same movie, John is being interviewed by a reporter, and she asked him, Do you think Ringo, is the, Ringo Stark is the best drummer in the world? And then John scoffs and says, Ringo isn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. Ooh, kind of mean. <laughs> like, well, I like that. Yeah. Ringo's my fave Beatle. I always thought he was a good drummer. The one song I think he had the most intense drumming was Helter Skelter. At the very end, you could hear the iconic shout from Ringo scream, I got blisters on me fingers! So he kind of proves his talent there. The album Abbey Road is not one of my favorites, and I agree, but it's probably not the best album to ever introduce someone to their discography. I actually feel like the album Beatles 1 was meant just for listening to their best of stuff, and is what I'd recommend to anyone who'd want to see what they're all about. Of the album Beatle Road, of the album Abbey Road, Road. something is my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> of, of the of the album Beatle Road by Abbey, um, something is my favorite song. It's a very very general love song, but the Beatles were every famous time for those, that somebody talks about days. something and just like calls it by name like that. I'm just like, <laughs> what's your favorite song? Please tell me more. Like. Yeah. It's just like uh, one of my um, bands that I really like is Alt-J and they have a song called Something Good. And so uh, I used to joke with my ex all the time about like, oh, play something good and stuff. And then and <laughs> it's just that. Anyway, uh, it reminds me of that it reminds me of the community joke where like um, Duncan is like the new anthropology teacher and he like walks into the class. OK, class, today we're learning about 
something. <laughs> he writes it on the wall and like, I don't know. <laughs> Underrated <laughs> character, um, really. I love him. I love I love uh I love John yeah, Oliver. He's great. Uh we love you, John Oliver. Please. Come on the show. Um anyways. Um and please don't yeah, write the, the a album like, scathing report of our show. We can't handle it. <laughs> podcast the thing you look at and the thing you listen to at the same time it's my john oliver it's a horrible impression (laughs) but you got the like tone right like raising your voice and like lowering it at the right times okay here's some more john oliver like here's the thing about taxes you can't Look at them and then not look at them at the same time. Winnie the Pooh, you can't drink honey out of the hole. (laughs) (laughs) He's like talking to like a fake, like imaginary character. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a map of Uzbekistan. Oh, actually, Uzbekistan isn't a real place. You got no, mad. He actually did that bit once. He like would say Uzbekistan or whatever, and then he'd say, "But I got you because this is actually Uzbekistan." And then he'd be like, "But I double got you because Uzbekistan doesn't exist." But I got you even again because it's a real country, even though it's not. Now, the strangest thing I could do is buy a bunch of share wigs and then just like buy a bunch of share wigs and then like have them at my house. Well, that's what we did. We bought a bunch of share wigs. Isn't that the weirdest thing I could ever do? And then like, that's the show. And it's like 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> that's so, the entire back to thing. The email. He's just talking about his share wig collection. <laughs> Now he's never coming on the show, (laughs) especially since your impression of him sounds like the fifth beetle or whatever. Oh, did someone say my name? No, get the fuck out of here, buggy boy. Sorry. Okay, so um, back to the email. Uh, (laughs) The album Abbey Road is not my favorite, and I agree it's probably not the. Oh, I wrote that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Get your shit together, Andrew. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry. Of the album Abbey Road, Something is my favorite song. It's a pretty general love song, but the Beatles were famous for those, especially in the early days. They pretty well invented the boy band formula. Their love songs were written to listeners a lot of the times so that the listener could apply them to their love or even imagine they're like being loved by their favorite Beatle. Only if you were ever dedicated to specific people and generally those were disliked by audiences. What I like about the song is it talks about the unknown parts of love. So when you don't know what it, it is about a person, but you like them and you don't know if it'll go anywhere, but just there's just something about them. Anyways, I said too much. Uh, never. Great job and keep it up. Can't wait. Yeah. You never get any fan mail. <laughs> so up, you Maddie. like wrote enough for like the yeah. year. <laughs> A year, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I said too much. Great job and keep it up. Can't wait to see what else, what else you guys review and what who you'll get to visit the show. Love, Maddie. Oh, that's really sweet. I, I, I still like that's like a treasured thing. Like honestly, to this day, like even though we got it like a year ago and like we haven't mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it was very sweet. Um, I hope that I don't know, like. I don't know what I was going to say, but like, 
Hope you're doing yeah, well, Maddie. I do hope more people. Thanks are. for sending us mail. We truly, really treasure it. Like Andrew was so excited and like messaged me about it and stuff. And like, um, mm. that's when I finally got access to the email because Andrew does <laughs> literally all the heavy lifting <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very nice to get yeah, like, like cool words and stuff like that. And like, I think it's and the, like email is um, like almost becoming like physical mail where you just like never really get like anything personal. It's always like bills and whatever spam and shit like that. And so like getting something that's personalized like that is really sweet. And yeah. yeah. And like the, the the fact that like Maddie took the time to like write this entire thing and like um, write like inform like in educate us in this way is like really really lovely and like also um, yeah and like uh, here's the here's like the kicker I don't know if you know this like or remember this but like she uh, this in the subject line she wrote like love mail and that's yeah, like really, that was really, really cute, cute. And funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah send we, us love, hate mail we love we love. Yeah, mansplain more things. Um, we haven't done that bit in a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, every now and then it pops up, but it's nice because it's not like an every episode beat you over the head with it thing. Yeah, so let's get into um, Please Please Me. Um, so uh, the band, members of the band are George Harrison, Ringo Starr, John Lennon, Paul McCartney. And um, they started in Liverpool as more of a live band like in the live act like they're kind of like they kind of gained notoriety in Liverpool and Hamburg and by the time they came together to make this record they they were able to like record 10 out of the 14 songs in just one day so like I think that's like kind of like imperative knowledge for this and, and that when I kind of listened to it, it was like why is why are the songs like written so poorly like why are the songs like kind of like just these generic thing it's more just like to amp the crowd up it's more just to like you know um, well, yeah, it doesn't matter because people like, were screaming so loudly that you couldn't <clears throat> hear the music anyway. <laughs> yeah, like it's weird to think of these guys as like real panty droppers, like these tame <laughs> yeah, right? like, church Singing, boys. Like, love, like, you know. love me too. And like the doo-wop <laughs> shit in the background. And just like, <laughs> you can't see it, but Andrew's doing like this weird dance thing i i don't even know what that's <laughs> called like, oh. but i've seen people do it before it's just very like, the, picture the dance that you would dance. think of the beatles doing if like regardless of whether or not you've ever seen a video of them performing before and it is literally just that yeah uh so <laughs> <laughs> it was like um it's like flossing in the 60s so <laughs> yeah, <but> like, basically um, <laughs> <laughs> um but like um so like the thing of, okay so let uh, I just I just like have some background information before I get into the themes um so in the early 19 in 1963 um generally back in that time period there weren't really things we know as as the LP today like mostly music re was released as like either three minute 45 RPM singles, like just like vinyl, like discs with like one song on it, or at most like four, like a four song extended play. Like the EP as in like a 
30, 40, an hour long thing wasn't common back in the 60s. Um, so it was like more just like a handful of hits and just like a selection of like filler songs. Um, and so um, the thing that made the Beatles revolutionary at the time was the fact that, first of all, they wrote their own songs. Uh, they wrote like a majority of these songs. Some of them are covers, but like they wrote their own songs and they like kind of composed it themselves but also like they composed them themselves and came up with the arrangements and like the vocal harmonies and stuff but also pushed forward the lp as we know it so the thing that's like pretty old hat for us modern audiences is like was revolutionary back then so i don't know um the other thing to note is like uh like i said they were like kind of like more of a live act so Back then, they didn't really have the technology to like do a lot of overdubs or like so like most of the time they had to perform these songs live and like just in a room together. Like instead of like doing like the guitar part and then like the drum part and then like the, 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 they were all in the room doing it live mostly. And like, yeah, yeah, they did some overdubs, but uh, yeah. definitely not a lot. Mostly it was just like several takes of them all performing together to the point where like they hated each other by yeah. like the ninth or 10th take. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's like, actually where the um, like uh, countdown at the beginning of this comes from, like the one, two, three, four. And uh, like, that that's where it comes from is because like i guess um even though they didn't take the rest of the recording from that like they just decided to take that part and like put it at the beginning yeah. from like the ninth take and uh so like paul mccartney was just like like let's fucking do this shit like i'm tired of this let's go oh, i have a chicken palm in the fridge it's like getting cold it's like, <laughs> um but like um yeah like um uh, i think he's a vegetarian now by the way um but Respect. uh Respect my neck. Um, <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, so like um, I do actually I do like the overdubs. Like I like the piano and like um, uh, misery da, 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 like that, like overdubbed in the um, th uh, some of the flourishes, the instrumental flourishes added after the fact were are really cool and like kind of give it something else beyond just like, oh, it's impressive that they're all singing together in this room together. Um, so, uh, oh, and like, I guess another thing to note about that is because they are mostly singing it live and like one take or whatever. Um, that's why when I was listening to it, like some of the harmonies were like a little off, like not not like off as in like they sounded bad. Although some oh, of yeah, them that is bad. one of my biggest criticisms of this album is that like uh, the sound mixing is terrible. Yeah, like, the um, the harmonies are like way, way too loud and like the stuff in the background to where like it's a little grating on the ears, like it's not well balanced to where you have like the lead vocals in the front and like the, the main things that they want you to focus on. Like mm -hmm. there were very few songs that I feel like they um, did that well. Like, I yeah. think that it's only really like two or three songs on the album. Like, there's like this, um, you know, you know, that old YouTube comment, like my right ear is loving this. Like when the sound is sound is like mixed poorly or like all the vocals are like in one ear. <laughs> like it, it's like it does remind me of that. 
Um, I, th- I thought that you were going somewhere different with that. And we're going to talk about back when things were recorded in stereo. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the stereo like is kind of refreshing. Um, but like like because most most um, for the most part, they're in mono. But like, um, I don't know, I, I, I like but like after a while, it was like kind of tiresome and like weird. So, like, let's get into themes, I guess, unless you have any other things you want to contribute about, like, background, like, any thoughts on, like, some of the background info that you want to get into? Nah, I'm good. If if I were to say the preconceived notions part, I uh, did not have high hopes because of Abbey Road. So. You didn't have high, high hopes for the living? No, I'm not shooting for the stars because oh. I couldn't make a killing or whatever. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm here for you. Like you know, like anyways. Uh, okay, I do relate that, let's to take panicking a break. at the disco, though. That's very my style. <laughs> Worry at the restaurant. <laughs> There's a like Twitter bot that I follow. Um, that's like emote at the location, and like they just come up with like a bunch of different <laughs> scenarios. It's great. Concern at the party um, or whatever. <laughs> um so um yeah like i guess let's go let's i forgot to write about my preconceived notions but let's get into preconceived notions like you weren't expecting much piece of because of abby road yeah that's really all i have to say about it i wasn't super excited to go into this one because like also as we talked about in the beyonce uh like the beyonce episode that we just did um it like it is a first album so like there's not a lot that you can expect there either it's not like their best songs are going to come from this one it's just it is what it is and like usually on a first album you don't really have like more of the well-known like stuff with like a good track record so just I mean, like, even though like, like Love Me Do was one that like to this people point. usually know. What? Just like all the episodes of our podcast up to this point. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, this was like our like, first album. Trash. So like the second year is going to be yeah. really good. Like if you have to listen to yeah. then, anything, don't listen to our first year. I'm totally kidding, though, because like for real, listen to like House Party, Rumors, Dirty Computer, like. Don't be earnest. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and by the way, we're like our first year throwing in the trash. Second year where this is our sophomore slump. So like we're going to be even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the third year, we will really have our shit together, locked down. But then the fourth year, we're going to sell out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Madison Square Garden. Um, so um, <laughs> hell yeah, baby. <laughs> can you imagine like doing this podcast and like in front of Madison Square Garden? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't imagine like, doing a live God, podcast in general. The podcast where we go through albums we've been like, meaning to listen to and use it as conduit to learn by each other, I guess. Ah! It's just like the audience. Like, <laughs> it's like a Beatles concert. Like people are <laughs> yeah. screaming louder than we can talk. And we're both very grateful for that just, because what we're saying sucks. We, we're just like drowning in like bras. It's <laughs> just like, you know, the feet thrown on stage. And I'm just <laughs> like, like, I'm non-binary. I don't wear bras. I don't need these. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I need all the validation I could get. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and uh, then we're uh, preconceived notion. 
Yeah. After <laughs> after, after selling out, like five uh, minutes in, five minutes into our live to, performance, uh, cancel us for so long. So, <laughs> so um, speak. Yeah, uh, my preconceived notions were more. Yeah, I wasn't looking forward. I was kind of like, there's a part of me that was like looking forward to dunk on this a little bit. Um, but like, um, I knew that this was this was kind of the, uh, you know, the squeaky clean church boys phase of the Beatles where they weren't like all wearing mustaches and like they're like young, tiny babies. Um, just like they're like, yeah, just like squeaky clean and like whatever. And like just like seeing like singing about love and stuff like that. And uh, the only song I really knew about was uh, Twist and Shout, which I was kind of like looking forward to like revisit. Which is also a cover, so. Which I was kind of like looking forward to revisiting again, because I remember liking that song as a kid. Um, But that's really about it. Yeah, I knew Twist and Shout and Love Me Do, but I don't think that I had really um, heard anything else from this. Yeah, speaking of not heard about this let's take a break (laughs) and we're back here to talk about uh please please me he's like raising his hand while he says me yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so welcome to the show um yeah let's get into um some themes of the record um, Welcome to what, the what, show. What do you got? Like people are just tuning in, like half an hour in or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what, what 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 do you got? What 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 do you think are some themes of this record? Um, like I don't know, just generally like vague, uninteresting love <laughs> songs, <laughs> like exploring both like love and heartbreak and longing and shit like that they seem like very young and they don't know what they're talking about like you know they are very young at this point they're in like their early 20s there's like um like i wrote this down because of a point about a specific song that i'll get into later um but like they are like uh john is like 23 at the time and paul is like 20 and then, uh, like, I think well, he was just 23. I think Paul was 21 or something like that. And then Ringo was like, <laughs> no, I think he he was also 20. And then George was also 23. So like they are pretty young at the time, haven't lived a lot of life, pretty spry and whatever, like. <laughs> I don't know, fresh faced. And so like it doesn't really seem like they've um, experienced like a lot of this stuff. And like most of it does feel very vague and like they um, are like still like they it's not talking about like personal experience so much as it's talking about like this is yeah, what other really. people sing about. So I'm going to sing about it, yeah. too. It does. It does. It's like what Maddie was saying about the Beatles kind of forming the template for like the vague 
love song of just like this could be anybody yeah, uh-huh. like, like Bo uh, Burnham about like uh, your face here you know just yeah, like, yeah. like uh, about a love song basically that like anybody can fit themselves into like like he even says like I love your bluish greenish I love your eyes and their bluish brownish greenish color <laughs> it's really funny like so good um uh yeah like they're kind of just like really inexperienced they, I, I feel like they don't have the life experience to like really sing about these stuff sing about these things with like authority really or like when they do sing about it and like you kind of feel the palpability of it it's like very like they don't know how to completely articulate themselves they're kind of just like wailing and just like i'm sad you know just like you know um um the other thing is just like kind of like the Beatles kind of dipping their toes into superstardom a little bit. I kind of like sense like it's more the meta narrative of the Beatles is a little more interesting than the content of the songs and kind of just like, yeah, I don't know. Just like, uh, yeah, we want to like we want to be like uh, we want to take over the world. So like uh, we want to be bigger than Jesus or whatever. So like we're just going to like, you know, write kind of to the lowest common denominator and like write but also like write some undeniable like good melodies and whatever and like you know um have some ladies cream their jeans in the meantime stop using that (laughs) phrase (laughs) it's grotesque (laughs) uh uh yeah, yeah yeah uh so um let's get to some low lights um what what's a low light for you God, where do I start? <laughs> so uh, I guess I'll start with the one that I alluded to earlier. I saw her standing there because for one thing, it's very underwhelming. Like they do this uh, countdown, but then it, it's just like the, the kind of same vibes as the like, listen to this <laughs> and then doing something like really just <laughs> underwhelming and uninteresting. It's like, OK, what am I listening to <laughs> And then he's like, ow, <laughs> like, um, but anyway, uh, like that's kind of how this felt. It was just uh, like not very interesting. Um, but then also there's the fact that uh, he's like, I just couldn't get past the creepy like she was 17, if you know what I mean, like. Right out of the, the yeah, first right? thing they it's say. so fucking, like, skeevy and gross. And the thing is, like, uh, that's the reason that I looked up their ages at the time, because I was like, oh, well, maybe, like, they were 18 or something like that. <laughs> maybe they're, and like, it's 14 not or that something. Bad. But then uh, I looked it up and, like, no, they were fucking in their early 20s. I'm 23 right now. And I, like, 100% am not going around, like sexualizing 17 year old girls and saying like yeah if you know what i mean like i know <laughs> like i can't even conceive so that the- like the youngest person that i would even date is probably like t- maybe 20 but probably more like 21 like that's just fucking weird and gross like fucking men so let me, <laughs> let me read the uh trivia here about this line uh the very first line of the beatles discography perfectly i not the genius's words not mine by the way i would i don't agree with this um perfectly captured the lennon mccartney songwriting dynamic 
With the initial idea for the song coming from McCartney, he originally tried the opening lines, Well, she was just 17, never been a beauty queen. Something about that. Um, after wrangling his head for some time and deciding it just didn't sound right, he took it to the young... You know, I just can't believe that you got access to, like, that first demo. Yeah. <laughs> and were able to, like, insert that in this episode. That's really cool. Uh, after wrangling... After wrangling... Wrangling his head... What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> For some time. That's what it says. I know, so like, but you're right. What does that mean? <laughs> after banging his head for some time, or like after wrestling, oh, like whatever. wrangling, after wrangling is like wrestling head. something down, like tackling it. It feels like. Like, this is like, I feel like it's a synonym for wrestling after wrestling his head for some time, just like hitting it back and forth. After wrangling his head for some time and deciding it just didn't sound right, he took it to young John Lennon. Young Lennon was brash and more inclined to express his rock and roll swagger aggressively in his lyrics. Cool. This is one of the reasons why Paul was the cute one and John the tough one during Beatlemania. John took one of the one look at the lyrics and changed it to to you know what I mean, to imply such sexuality in a 17-year-old girl was risque at the time, and a tactic at the, <laughs> a tactic the formal admission McCartney would not have come by himself. So, yeah. That's... So it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not even like culture was like, okay, it was a time like where like, you know, Girls got married at 14 or whatever, in like the 18th century or whatever. Like, that's weird, but like, whatever. But like, this is like, oh, it's like not cool. Either. Yeah. <laughs> like people did. People didn't like yeah, it. Then either. At the time, um, like, OK, it's not good now either. Like, I see you fucking like. Asshats like drooling over Billie Eilish. <laughs> Ugh. Like waiting like, for her um, to turn 18, the idea which I know she has now, but it doesn't make it any more OK to, like, be a fucking creep. It's an awful first impression. It'd be like if I guessed it on a podcast and said something along the lines of let me eat your chlamydia. Like, it's pretty it's pretty awful. <laughs> like, I would not say that to someone if I met them for the first time. Like, it's pretty gross and like yeah, awful and making and a bunch of like 9-11 yeah. jokes and stuff, too, like. Truly disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the first eight seconds of the song, I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. This kind of rules. And then he goes, oh, he was just 17. It's like, oh, like it just deflated any interest I had, like immediately. Like, ugh. Uh, it's just horrible. And like, even if they kept like the beauty queen, whatever line, like it's still, uh, like the rest weird, of yeah. the song, like still makes that very weird. Like uh, now I'll never dance with anybody else. Like I fell in love with her, this girl six years younger than me. Like like and the rest of the song lyrically is pretty underwhelming, too. Like as, as awful as like the first line is, at least it kind of like hits you with something. I'm just like, whoa, ugh. like, you know, that that like it, 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 has, it elicits yeah, an emotion. It has impact, whereas like the rest of the song is like. What? <laughs> How can I dance another? And I saw her standing there. Just like it's not great. <laughs> like yeah, and like it's not lyrically interesting, and it's not really musically interesting either. Like I said, it like grates on your nerves and is just a lot. <laughs> I like the hand claps, like that were added in post. Um, like they were very impactful and like you know resonant in like my earbuds and whatever um 
Reminds me of surf music, just like the. Yeah, a lot of this I feel like uh, influenced like the Beach Boys and stuff. Yeah, or like just like sock hop music, and just like music to like drink milkshakes, yeah, like, with, like rockabilly milkshake style. With two straws. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's not great. I don't love it. I, I think it's bad. <laughs> like um, a little light for me. Uh, a taste of honey. I don't like. I I've I kind of calmed down a little bit. I was like, when I first listened, this is the worst song we've ever listened to for this podcast. I've yeah, calmed he literally down a like bit. messaged <laughs> me that, and I like I had to quickly listen to it because I hadn't prepared for the podcast yet. And uh, then I was like, it's not really that bad. I could probably list worse ones, but then he called my bluff because I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, but like uh, the, the, <laughs> I I think. Uh, <laughs> I have a note here that says I want to drink poison. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's not even like <laughs> the thing is, I didn't really think of it as like a low light. I didn't think of it necessarily as a highlight, but like kind of gave it an honorable mention just because like there's not distracting background vocals and the guitar is somewhat nice because that's what low standards there is for a highlight on this album particularly <laughs> but uh we should have done like highlights first because that would have been much quicker <laughs> like i didn't um, i personally didn't um really think that it was that bad it was again just kind of underwhelming i just his voice sounds like ass though he sounds so bad <laughs> That's true of most of this album. (laughs) Like, it's so bad. And, like, the instrumental's, like, discordant with the vocals. It's, like, one step behind a little bit. And, like, the the line about, like, um, you know, like, your lips are, like, honey, like, a taste of honey, like, tastier than wine or whatever, like, sweeter than wine. It's, like, it's, like, it makes, like, Ed Sheeran's taste of your love line sound like Shakespeare. It sounds like it makes it like I disagree. <laughs> your lips taste like yeah. wine is so much better than like, will my mouth still remember the taste of your love? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not great. They're not great. And also just to me, it's like creepier when it's like just like coming like. um. With the Ed Sheeran line, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, you kind of discover that it's weird when you like look at the lyrics. But just like these guys singing in like a barbershop quartet, your lips taste like honey, just like just like <laughs> like creeps me out a little bit. And also like um, just like the end where he's like, and you just like, yeah, that was weird. Like, Is that a threat? <laughs> like <laughs> could have done without that. TBH. Like, you can like put that at like a Jordan Peele like horror trailer where like they slow down the song. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I love this idea of like turning things into like this minor like slow down key to like try to make it sound epic for like a movie trailer. And like uh I saw a tweet uh last year about like um how uh Pretty soon you would start seeing like Old Town Road, uh, like slowed down and like in like a minor key with like a little kid singing it, like a kid's choir or something. Old Town Road, I'm gonna ride. 
And it's like this little like eerie I kid's got voice. The horses in the brash. <laughs> just like stabs things. <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't like. This song sucks. It's I want to drink poison. <laughs> don't like it at all. Um, it's a very dramatic uh, take on a boring song. The, the rest of them are just like, honestly, just like. It's more just like generally like of uh, I don't remember any I, I don't I'm looking at these songs and I listened to this album today. I kind of don't remember what these songs sound like. Um, a lot of them like really flow together. Um, yeah. Like a lot of them are aggressively like middling to me, but uh, again, standards for that are incredibly low yeah, on any other album. I would just rate them all really low. But uh, like it, uh, this record sounds like it was written by an A.I. Just like, <laughs> like yeah, just I can see that. Like you fed the A.I. like a bunch of like rockabilly, <laughs> like maybe Beach Boys music, like. Uh, sock hop style and then and just, just like, want to spit out and just like love letters from like a middle schooler <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> p.s i love you 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 like all i could think about was like uh i uh had two other lowlights personally um i thought that like chains was annoying <laughs> Like, and literally the note that I wrote was, uh, oh, wow, please tell me more about how much it sucks to be in a relationship. Like, please, I really want to hear about your old ball and chain. Like, like, when I think about this stuff, I just think, like, are the hats okay? Like, are uh, they, Andrew? A mild, (laughs) a very mild, mild, mild defense of the song i'm not gonna defend it that much um because it is pretty like you know um but like it's written by it's a cover written by carol king and gary goffin um so like it's co-written by a woman so like there might be like a little bit of like a and a couple too so like there could be like a little bit of like playfulness in the At intent the time, of the lyrics though, and like how it's delivered like i don't really give them like any more credit for that because uh for one thing, they're married, so it's very um, likely that their relationship has like an old ball and chain dynamic, like because of how uh, acceptable that has been over time. Um, the song's basically just like, I want to kiss and love other people, but my nagging wife. Ugh. Like, it's literally <laughs> the embodiment of the question Are the hats okay? Like, are you. Okay, like being straight and everything. Like, are you suffering? Do I need to call someone? <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm not. I'm not okay <laughs> as a as the het representation of this show. <laughs> um, like, um, I like the harmonies, though. Like, I think the harmonies sound really. Please nice. send us mail um, telling us whether or not you are okay, and if you need help, straight people, please. <laughs> I don't, I don't really have anything. To, I, I like the I do like the melody and the harmonies. Like, it's kind of fun. Like, it's play. It's playful misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> OK, we're reinstating. Andrew's a sexist thing. Yeah, finally. <laughs> um, I don't know. Any other lowlights for you? Before I get into um, highlights? The other one that I 
wrote down was there's a place like that one to me, like musically was the biggest shit show of the album. Like every layer <laughs> seems to be like competing with the others and like wanting to do its own thing. <laughs> like there's not really like a central thing like this is what I'm supposed to be focusing on. It's very, very bad. And like and the vocals, yeah. like I know that they aren't out of key, but because they are like opposing each other like that, it like kind of comes off like they are. It's not very good. I like uh, revisiting Twist and Shout. I kind of I still kind of like it, but like I feel bad for like the vocal. Like I think it's John who's singing it and his voice just like Twist and Shout. Just like him like doing that the entire time. I feel bad for his voice. And like it's just like it does get a little grating. I do like the come on, baby. Go like just like the 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 intensity of like the shouting and the um the harmonies of like those guys. I actually had Twist and Shout as a highlight personally. Um I think that like in comparison to the other songs, like the elements actually do work pretty well together. Um and like mm. the I like the Yeah, I like that part. Yeah, yeah. I um think that like uh, and especially coming right after there's a place like I think that it's kind of a relief. <laughs> um, and then uh, I actually like the rougher vocals. Like, I think that um, John's like uh, contribution to this album, like I think there's another song where he kind of like does that at times too. like the rougher thing. Like, I think that um, that's really good and like worth noting. And then like, um, I don't know, it's like a very basic song, but I think that uh, it works OK. I do kind of like I, I think um, in this record, at least I like John's vocals the most. Yeah, like, definitely. It does like he's like a little more rough around the edges than the other guys, but like still fits in that brand of like, you know, clean cut beetle, you know, beetle guy. Um, I don't know. Um uh, let's get into some highlights. Let's talk about let's stop being such negative Nellies <laughs> and like get some get some highlights. Um, I liked when the album was over. <laughs> that was my favorite part, especially since I was playing Spotify on my computer. And so it just went to the next thing listed and it was come together. And like every time that I listened to it, I was like, "Ooh, this is nice. I needed this <laughs> like an actual good yeah. song. I like misery. I like misery. Um I like it's very like these songs are very short um, and like um, misery, like it's still like is still suffers from that issue of like, you know, they're very young. I don't think I feel the sense that this is like they've experienced like real horrible heartbreak yet. Um, this is just like, oh, man, you know, <laughs> like um, I'm miserable. Just like kind of like, uh. um, it's kind of like in Star Wars episode four when like. Luke's aunt and uncle I like brutally murdered like and like disintegrated or whatever and he like comes back and finds them and then he acts like he dropped his ice cream <laughs> his acting's like he dropped his ice cream cone <laughs> just like aww. oh man, oh, man. can't sucks. catch a break <laughs> snaps fingers like kicks the I ground I guess I have to go back to Obi-Wan <laughs> just like uh, <laughs> I like the simplistic and complex, complicated harmonies and like it definitely is an earworm. 
I like the flourishes as the song fades out. I love the little piano George Harrison adds into the in post. Um, it's 30 seconds too short, I think, probably due to technological issues. Like, it's like a barber giving a haircut to a giraffe. I wish the fade was longer. Anyway. Um... <laughs> it's, it's like a barber giving a haircut to a giraffe. I wish the fade was longer. It's like me. I wish the joke was over. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I li- I did like the flourishes like towards the end. of just like, you know, wow, 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 wow. I did misery. not like it. <laughs> it <What>? was so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> uh, I like the harmonies. I don't know. Um, I personally don't really like like doo-wop stuff, so that might impact some of my um, (laughs) most of most of them. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of impacts some of my feelings on this album. But uh, the other big highlight that I had aside from Twist and Shout was, um, do you want to know a secret like that? I love I love it. I think that song's Um, great. Like George Harrison probably writes like most of my like Beatles songs that I really like. Um, yeah, honestly, he might be my favorite of the band. Aside from Ringo, because Ringo is wholesome bean. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think what I really liked about it is that like it actually builds, um, in a way, whereas like most of these songs, like they just kind of come in hot and leave it there or come in not so hot and leave it there. Um, (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) like, so he starts out with like this, like the vocals front and center, like with kind of like this longing feeling and then um, just builds from there, like progressively as one should. Um, I don't know, like the way that he says I'm in love with you has like kind of a punch to it, like a rougher quality, similar to like some of John's vocals on this album. And like, I think it's so good because it's like really perfectly placed. Like he's not just doing it to do it. It like actually has um a reason to it with the background vocals there aren't like to uh yeah it's like just like really lovely yeah yeah they're not like really distracting like they are on the rest of the album the guitar is doing something interesting like they're interesting like vocal runs in it um the i actually didn't mind like the more like doo-wop qualities i think that it like adds an element to the song instead of like detracting from it and just like clashing with it. And like, I like kind of the reverb that's put on that. I just, I don't know. It's an actual good song, which it's was like nice to hear from this pop album. Writing, yeah. Like pop songwriting too. Like it's like, it's mostly that one chorus the entire time. Um, I think that's all literally all it is like just that one chorus and like maybe one verse. Um, but like, yeah, like and lyrically, like, it's not like uh, really out there doing something different, but it's like uh, all of the more musical and like vocal elements are really solid. Ask me why I like um, I like the softer side of John Lennon. Um, yeah, I didn't mind that one. Uh, either. I like the harmony. I can't conceive anymore. Misery. Like, I think that's really Yeah, what I wrote about Ask Um, Me Why was the first uh, kind of interesting song on this album. Um, Because, like, I think even though it's like almost halfway through, that's where you kind of hear something that's not just more of the same. 
the song, the the issue with Abbey Road was at times the songs were complicated, like the melodies and stuff were complicated and like intricate and stuff. But that doesn't mean that they were good. The issue with this record is they're either like so it's like very, very simple. And like the heart, like occasionally the harmonies will be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But like the lyricism will be like very simple and like to the point where it's like vapid and like when you look at it like oh there's nothing there um but with this song i feel like the simplicity works in the song's favor um in my opinion and like it takes the melancholy a little more seriously um and then just like the idea of like the double meaning of i can't conceive any of more misery not only being layered melodically but like like him doubting the good feelings he's having and like him doubting like him maybe being a little sarcastic but then also like oh like now that i found this love i can't like literally can't conceive of any more misery i think that's like a good way that the lyricism is simplistic but a little more complex um and something's a little it's something yeah. they did something <laughs> Like that's like that Beatles that's definitely song. Like the, <laughs> they did something. the uh, bridge that you're talking about, like where he says, like, I can't conceive of any more misery. Like the, I really like um, not only like what he's saying there, but the like resolution to it, because uh, it kind of like drops into like this uh, dissonance and stuff. And then like they resolve it like really satisfyingly. And like they, uh, I think that that's like what really caught my attention about this one is they actually um, they don't shy away from like doing something slightly different. And they like it's kind of the same thing with do you want to know a secret? Like they're OK with putting like a couple of minor chords in there instead of like just this bright, happy, like doo-wop shit. What's another highlight for you, if there is any? Um, I didn't really have any, like, other major highlights. Um, I, like, wrote down as kind of, like, honorable mentions, like, boys and baby, it's you. Because, <laughs> um, like, I think that, uh, I don't know, like, the vocal styles are a little bit better and... In Baby It's You, like kind of the chorus and the guitar like isn't so bad and um, is like more interesting than the other stuff that they'd done up to that point. But like really um, the only like major highlights were Twist and Shout and Do You Want to Know a Secret? Boys is like I like boys more of the meta narrative of, uh, you know, how I like the idea of like just like the, the rest of the Beatles supporting whatever. Ringo wants to do for yeah. like one song <laughs> like and like I just like imagine like he came and drunk one day I like that that was kicks a Ringo the door song. Like, I didn't like, write that down in my notes but that like, is something well, that I wrote he was just like what are we that, like I like the vocal style so like good on you Ringo yeah his voice his voice sounds good but he just like sounds like he came in drunk like well we wrote a song where I talk about talking about boys and how kissing girls makes my pinkies feel good <laughs> just like <laughs> Just like and the and John and I are like, yeah, okay, let's let's do a bud. Like, it's like, actually a cover though, like so, so it's not it. like they um but it's a cover <laughs> from a girl group. So like hella gay 
Oh, that's kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Like like you said in like the basic man episode, like these guys are aggressively heterosexual. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there could be an argument for Ringo being bi. Just let me have this. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) like he just shows up drunk to the studio uh i like the guitar i like george harrison's guitar solo um i like the range like the versatility with like you know this is very different from octopus's garden yeah um like kind of reminds me of like grease lightning like Go grease lightning, you gotta go to gotta go to grease lightning, go grease lightning. Like, it's like, kind of reminds me of that. Uh, one more highlight for me is, um, I, I like really quickly, I like Anna Go To Him. I think it's like the most mature song, that, but they didn't write it, so like, it doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I also, um, oh, Please Please Me is, I think, one of my favorites on the record. Um, I'd love the playful heart. Like it might be about oral sex, so that might be a little part of it. Um, that this is the one that might be about oral sex. Oh yeah, let me um, open that up here. But I, um, the little bit of trivia. The, I guess I like it more. Like you know, it's like the standard. Like oh, the harmonies are nice. It's like the melody's pretty. Oh yeah, um, please please me. Um, it's definitely about oral sex. But like the thing is, uh, yeah, it. Why do you make me? It's blue? very like um, kind of opposite from how it usually is. Like I know you never even try, girl. Like no, it's usually the like woman that like put more of an effort into that stuff, and then like men don't reciprocate and stuff. And like it's perfectly normal for men to yeah. say that like they won't eat a woman out because that's gross, but. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, TJ yeah. kind of like, I don't do that. Like, I'm the king. Like, no, true like, kings, like, 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 aren't afraid to do that shit and, like, aren't afraid to, like, please their partner in, like, the way that yeah. they like and stuff. Like, they... Like, I'm fairly certain that DJ Khaled has probably never given a woman an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> we hate you, DJ Khaled. Don't come on our show. <laughs> like, Enemy of the pod. Um, like <laughs> Kevin Porter had like a really funny like tweet about it. This whole thing where he's like, <laughs> "I'm waiting for DJ Khaled to apologize on Twitter and go like, I promise from now on I'm going to be eating <laughs> pussy." Just like. Uh, um but like um beyond that like that's a little gross but like um very sim- it's a very simplistic naive view of love that's kind of refreshing um i also like in the second verse like paul like if you if you hear like it's very subtle like but like paul gets the lyrics wrong and, and but then, then you know like, because it's like one john tape. well no paul is singing it right but john accidentally like uh gets the lyrics wrong and so like it combines into why do i never even try girl which honestly <laughs> is probably a, like like i don't know it adds something to the song i feel like <laughs> and the, but like also just like uh, how like uh who's sing- who's the main singer is it john uh, like um who's I like singing i think the- yeah i think it's john 
Yeah, but like John, after like the the mistake, he's like he like kind of laughs it off and like come on, like he kind of like he and then like goes into the chorus and like it's like it gives it that that's the moment where I felt like oh I like these four together, like I like these four together, like kind of doing their own. Like John was like being like you know he was like maybe a little like. He wasn't that angry. He was just kind of like, yeah. Oh, he's okay with like that, laughing like, we, at himself a little. Yeah. yeah, I love when yeah. like things know. like that like, make it into like the final cut and stuff. Like just more like I know that there's like this kind of tropey thing of people like pretending at the beginning of a song, like uh, like that they <laughs> were just talking or whatever, and like um. Like, oh, shit, and stuff like that. But, like... But, like... He stubs his toe, like, oh, I really no, like no when that stuff, like, just kind of genuinely happens. And, like, sometimes even when it doesn't, it works really well. Like, yeah. I know Misery Business is hashtag canceled or whatever, but I really like at the beginning of that song, not to, like, dismiss that. It's, like, valid reasons that they don't play that anymore. But at the beginning of that song, she's, like hit that snare and it's like got this like echo on it and like i think that uh the song wouldn't be the same without it because it just kind of like jumps right in and um sounds really neat and so like i like when like little things like that make it in or like um little like mistakes with them saying come on and um just kind of like maybe hidden things to find like that where there's like a little bit of trivia behind it and adds character yeah it's like and and it like kind of gives it the that's where that's where I was kind of like sold on the liveness yeah. of the whole thing. So let's get into our final thoughts and ratings of the record. Um, well, why don't you go first this time? So um, I. If you can't tell, wasn't a huge fan of this album. <laughs> um, like I said, uh, it like is largely like really repetitive um a lot of the songs aren't um that interesting like it does very much feel like it's like the fucking LaCroix of love songs (laughs) 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 um and it's just uh no I won't elaborate because you know exactly what I mean um it's just isn't very interesting or like adding any sort of new perspective. None of it seems personal. It uh, like a lot of the songs sound the same, too, and they just kind of like rehash the previous ones. Um, And then, like, like I said, the mixing is like god awful. Um, (laughs) And I uh, really don't like how a lot of the different like layers will clash with each other and stuff. And I know it's not representative of their music because like I've heard a lot of their like we listened to Abbey Road and like I didn't mind that one too much. Uh, And then like I've heard plenty of their like big songs, but like this album in and of itself is just disappointing. It's not like it really um was that much lower than my expectations. If you keep your expectations low, you can't be disappointed. Um, but anyway, uh, that's not real life advice. Like hope is a dangerous thing for a I woman like me to have, Tinder but I have it even though I'm not a woman. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. not a girl, not a doctor, <laughs> not a girl, not a robot. I'm luggage. 
Not, 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 not a girl. <laughs> I am attractive, though. It's a great joke. Um, <laughs> I really yeah, like that that's one. a really good um, one. Not a girl. I am attractive, though. It, me. Um, but yeah, so I think mm-hmm. I'm going to rate this album, honestly, even lower than I was going to when we came in, because this just kind of affirmed <laughs> some of, like, my disappointment with it um and i've had like a chance to sit with it and just been like not chief this ain't it um but yeah so i'm gonna rate it the lowest that i've ever rated anything and i'll probably regret this but a four uh four out of ten honey lips (laughs) (laughs) you're just like oh boy i don't like it um uh I thought this record was pretty underwhelming. Generally, I um, I found some of the harmonies and melodies pleasant, um, but there the lyricism is so vapid and see through in terms of just like, oh, like it's one thing to like write like, you know, vague love songs but like that are like full of like meaning and stuff like that but like these guys it's so nakedly like generic it's so nakedly like kind of um you know vapid and stuff like that um aside from like a few moments here and there uh you know um minus a few points for like the potential pedophile the potential pedophile stuff. And um, it's just like, yeah, like uh, just thoroughly underwhelmed and thoroughly like some some moments just like filled me with rage. And like I was gl- I was glad that it was over and like some of the mixing was bad and like, um, eh, I didn't like it very much. So I'm going to give it <laughs> I'm going to give it four. One, two, three, fours out of ten. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'm glad yeah. that I wasn't the only one who rated it low. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, thanks for listening, guys. Sorry if you're a Beatles fan and sorry that like all our good faith is out the window at this point for towards the band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure there's like I'm sure there's like truly I do believe like once we got these two records out of the way, the next one we do, if we do another Beatles record like will be much better and we might enjoy more because it sounds like we would enjoy the middle ground between these two records um, but you know who knows um, so uh, let's get into our <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that and I did <laughs> playlist alright so um, I can go first so um, I want like because this album is uh, very much kind of like a lot of it's kind of about heartbreak um, while like still being upbeat. I want to choose another song that's like that, but actually good. Um, <laughs> Dancing on My Own by Robin. Oh, that's a, I, I love it. Click. This song is 
so good. I think that um, it being like upbeat works really well for it because it like it be just it captures like this intense sadness that like not a lot of other songs do like um, a music critic uh, whose videos I watch um, talked about that uh, and like kind of um, compare either compare this to uh, another song or like that other song to this but like compared it to like that remix of I took a pill in Ibiza um, Oh, by yeah, yeah. Mike Posner, yeah. Uh, and, like, I think both of them do kind of, like, share that quality of, like, it's just, like, fucking depressing. And, like, it really taps into, like, this... the strong emotions behind, like, you can be in, like, this crowded room, this, like, uh, party situation, this club, whatever. Um, you can be dancing, but like still feel like intensely like alone and heartbroken. And um, yeah, I think that uh, that's just something that not a lot of songs do. So there you go. Yeah, I love it. I love this song and I love Robin. Um, very, very much a predecessor to Carly Rae Jepsen um, in that like kind of like happy song disguised as like sad song disguised as a happy song type. Of yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. And then also um, in the like more kind of 80s, like synth pop yeah. style that she taps absolutely. into. And like uh, that's another thing, too, that like I appreciate about her a lot is like she specifically cites like as influences, like a lot of kind of like. Uh, more disco stuff of that era um, from like queer artists, especially like mm -hmm. uh, Sylvester, who I've like featured something yeah, from before. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to pick something that like you kind of mentioned, like after listening to this record, like um, the one song came on that you liked. Um, so after listening to this record, um, Th this song came on. It's called Wedding Bell Blues by The Fifth Dimension. Click. So this song's really great. Um, I first, this song first, I like, came to my attention watching Gilmore Girls where um, it's like kind of the wedding song that like Richard and Emily kind of like celebrate like their uh, renewal of their vows to. It's like really, really sweet moment where like, um, uh, it's like, yeah, it's a really sweet moment. And, um, but then, um, uh, so I liked it then. And, um, and then when it came on, I was like, oh, this song rips. This song absolutely rules. And it's like from the 60s. It's from like an African-American like, group called the fifth dimension and like it's just like i could kind of like imagine like um just like the call and response between like the band members and the lead singer is like really incredible and like it just like makes me really like um nostalgic and like um i i imagine this this song kind of makes me feel how I feel I'm supposed to feel listening to this record. You, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like I want to feel the way I do listening to Wedding Bell Blues when I listen to an old Beatles record, but I don't. So I'll listen to this instead. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's my pick. I, I really like this song a lot. Awesome. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You could follow. You could go to our website at ibmtltt.com. You can follow us at on Instagram or Facebook at ibmtltt, and uh, you could follow me at Andrew A Lee. That's Andrew A Lee with a U in between A and the N. And you could also follow Ezra at ezra.indigo on Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks thanks for listening, everybody. Um, I have nothing to plug. I imagine Ezra has nothing to plug. Um, so um, <laughs> I imagine and not Andrew. I imagine Ezra's a loser just like I am or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, not that I'm calling you a loser. Just that's the tone. That's fair. Um, but like, uh, let's uh now Ezra will prepare a closing sentiment for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Oh, three. <laughs> it's just as bad as my last one. Right. It's not worse. That's the funny thing about it. It's like really funny. Okay. Three, two, one. Here, Here comes come the, the strawberry, strawberry fields, fields forever. forever. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And remember to give your wife or your partner cunnilingus. And don't call them an old ball and chain. Otherwise, you should probably get divorced.